What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Joining me now is Professor Alan Sachs. Professor Sachs is a uh, political scientist. He is an author, and he is also a professor, associate professor of political science at the University of Texas at Arlington, where he's been on the faculty since 1965. Good morning, Professor Sachs. How are you doing? Good morning. Don't remind me of 1965. No, I know, but it was just a couple of years after, and you told me the last time I had you on that you were at, uh, in Oklahoma. That's right. Uh, going to college. What, uh, what was it Oklahoma University? At the University of Oklahoma. University, yeah, University of Oklahoma. When you were and you were in the library when you heard the news that Kennedy right. had been shot. Now here yeah. it is. Who who would have thought? Think back to what you were a young guy in college still. I was at a church. We were having catechism class, and a priest who had been driving by walked in and told us the president has been shot, and we all got down and started praying. Got down on our knees and started praying. And here it is, all these years later, we're grown men, you know, looking back on more of our life than we have ahead of us, and it's taken that long to find out what happened on that fatal day in Dallas. And, and Initially, I remember at the University of Oklahoma when I was there, all of my uh, graduate student friends autom- automatically said it's a right-wing conspiracy. And the reason why Dallas at that time was known as an extremely right-wing uh, city. But uh, that was obviously a very false and knee-jerk accusation. But that's what they believed initially. Now we begin to find out that Oswald really was of the left very, very much, that he had uh, very uh, close affections for Cuba, which has had a revolution uh, earlier, the Cuban Revolution, I think, in 1959. And he uh, he was taking up the uh, microphone for Cuba. He was with an organization called Fair Play for Cuba, handing out literature, I think, in New Orleans and other places. So the very opposite of what my graduate student friends believed uh, was true. It was not a right-wing conspiracy at, at all, but that's what people initially believed. So, and it's kind of funny, even now with some of the shootings, it's always they're wanting quickly to somehow make it somebody that's on the right. And generally, almost every time, it's been somebody on the left. Exactly. the vast majority of the time. That's exactly true. But that knee-jerk reaction was also true uh, in 1963, and I remember it well. Well, they got him, said some of my fellow graduate students. The right wing got him, you know, and uh, it, it was proven uh, the, the very opposite, as you put it out correctly. So so we find now in the latest from these papers, uh, we find that, as you, why don't you tell them some of the stuff, we've, Lee Harvey Oswald, I guess, was in, was in Mexico, I believe, or spoke to someone in Mexico. I didn't get to read all of it, but I just kind of marginally... It was. I went through it marginally, but I sort of put it off to the side when I heard that President Trump had allowed some of the issues in that paper, names, addresses... Uh, I can understand the addresses, but names uh, to be redacted and not released. But I understand now he is allowing the release of those papers 
uh, of everything, just a whole works book that was not done uh, last week. And I keep wondering why um, he didn't do it. And, and of course, the argument was is that the intelligence agencies persuaded him that uh, it might put some people at risk uh, to put their names and addresses. I can understand addresses, but names, I think, were very important, but they did not come out in that. In that. So I just sort of pushed it off to the side and said, well, there's not going to be really anything new, because I've heard for years about Lee Harvey Oswald's trip to Mexico, all of the uh, you know, scenarios with him. Two so days before, two nothing new. Two days before he spoke to someone in Russia. Yes. Uh, yes, even that. I've I've heard for years about all of his entanglements with Russia and Cuba. So that somehow didn't jolt me at all very much. Um, what is interesting? I had lunch. I'm not going to tell you who it was, but it was an individual. I don't think you'd like me to mention his name. On that very day that they were released, I had lunch with somebody whose name you would well know. I'm not throwing names around. It just happened coincidentally at an event at Parkland for Parkland Hospital, which is a hospital that uh, President Kennedy and Lee Harvey Oswald later on was taken to. And it was an event uh, honoring Parkland Hospital and some individuals there. And I talked to an individual uh, whose name is very much... Uh, um, in, in the highlights of, uh, although had nothing to do with it, but the name you would know. And I asked him, what do, what do you think happened? And he said, well, he actually talked to the doctors who attended to President Kennedy. And one doctor, and this is the forensics of it, one doctor said he believed in a conspiracy. The other doctor said, no, he acted, that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. And, and so you have two doctors, and so I, as, as the forensics are concerned, I guess the bullets and everything else, one said there must have been a conspiracy. The other, the other physician said, no, it looks like he acted alone. Whatever happened, you know, uh, well, whatever happened, to Kennedy, the, whatever happened to Kennedy's brain? It was, I think it was just, I remember Clint Hill, who was the uh, uh, Secret Service agent who jumped on the back of the car, he said it was all over the place. Very, very hard to get together. That's gruesome talk, but that's exactly what it was. I think it was very, uh, very difficult to get together. It was just all over him, he said, uh, as, as well as Mrs. Kennedy. So there's nothing new to come out of the papers, I mean, out of these papers. Uh, the other thing I thought that was interesting from the pa the papers that I saw, we all knew LBJ was a racist, but some of the quotes in those papers about LBJ uh, confirm it all the more, and they're really harsh towards blacks. He was a huge racist. He even uh, only did the civil rights to get him off their back, and sh what did he say? And if we get this legislation, they'll be voting Democrat for the next 200 years, and he just really, and he also said we need to keep, they're getting too uppity, and too, he was, and, and so there were some really interesting stories in the last, now we already knew he was, a, LBJ was a racist, but to me this was like, wow. Or didn't you not read? Was. I had known that for a long time, and I read that in, in the papers as well. But the, the reason why I, I almost did not examine them as closely as I should have, I kept looking at these and I said, I've known all this for years. Really, I've known about LBJ. I've known about Lee Harvey Oswald's trips. Uh, those things have been talked about for a long time. Uh, the irony about LBJ is that he was right. 
uh, in one sense, he did bring over the African-American community into the Democratic Party, and it has stayed there solid, you know, um, ever, ever, ever since the 1960s. The civil rights laws were excellent pieces of legislation, but his motivation for them obviously a little bit tainted. Well, he, yeah, he, um, he was very... Um, uh, concerned about. I felt he. I, the the way what I saw, he. I got the impression that he was fearful that the blacks were being so successful. Well, per- perhaps uh, he may have changed his views when he got in, into the White House. It's difficult to know, but regardless, uh, he is an icon among uh, uh, among the African American community and among liberals and the civil rights community. Uh, some years ago, uh, after his death, uh, at the LBJ Library in Austin, there was a big celebration of his civil rights uh, uh, achievements. And uh, they obviously did not bring up any of his past discussions. By the way, I understand that you can hear him talking uh, racist talk uh, on the phone. He recorded so much of his conversations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can hear him. You can almost pull him up and hear him. And uh, it's not good. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But but all that is forgotten. All that is pushed off to the side. And they don't worry about that. And so even if it pops up again in the in the uh, in the uh, report. What I find amazing, though, is this this. So you have George Washington, whose name is being removed from pews. Right. A guy who, you know, was a good man who founded this country. Uh, You can talk about other people who are flawed and and, and yet LBJ, who truly was a racist, although he owned no slaves, he's hailed as a hero when he, to me, also further enslaved many blacks with these god-awful programs that don't really serve anybody any good because if they, you know, if we were fighting a regular war, we would have declared that we lost 20 years ago. The war on poverty, we're getting our heads handed to us on a plate for all the money we're spending. There was a, oh, you're, 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 you're exactly right. But in this day and age, I've been thinking about this the past couple of days especially, you're afraid to say anything. I mean, literally fearful of any word that might be taken by somebody in the wrong way. And it is a terrible situation we've gotten ourselves into. It is not only an Orwellian world, it's almost a world of, uh, I, I don't know how, how, how to put it, um, I, I'm, I'm trying to phrase it correctly, that if you use a word incorrectly, you mm-hmm. can end up in a very bad situation. And I think that's why a lot of people are very fearful of looking back at the LBJ years and talking about how maybe the great society backfired, that it did not achieve what it was supposed to achieve. In fact, it created many more ills than uh, positives. But you got to be careful how you say that. Well, yeah, just, it's so funny because we have created the Tower of Babel where we have a whole bunch of people coming here that have not. We said now there was the latest report from uh, in, in, from the government is there are 67 million people that do not right. speak English in their own homes. Then we have people who don't speak English because they've decided words have taken on false meanings. Right. So when you're, you're pro-choice, but you're really pro-choice to kill. So you're really not pro-choice. And. Somebody who's pro-life is anti-abortion. And they redefine words like the Employee Free Choice Act is really limiting employee free choice. So words have opposite meanings. They've just bastardized the language and then they've told you you can't use certain words. So we have created a a Tower of Babel. Uh, Let's go into the Trump story today and collusion. 
and conspiracies. They're so quick to dismiss, and they continue to want to dismiss any JFK conspiracy or collusion, and yet you look at, for example, this one of the things in the files was J. Edgar Hoover is in there saying the public must believe that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone, and he pretty much gave marching orders that this is what we're going to do. That part I read. <laughs> and, 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 well, then talk, and then Arlen Specter almost seeming to say, well, here's the conclusion. How do we reach it? That's right. And so... You talk about collusion or conspiracy. Boy, I don't know about Trump and now, because you can certainly talk about collusion with the Democrats and the FBI, because if the FBI really needed those files from Hillary's server and they really thought they were corrupted by the Russians and Trump, why didn't they turn them over? But forget that. Let's talk about back then, which is still current. Why did they really they colluded on this assassination the government colluded with marching orders from someone that they must people must believe lee harvey oswald acted alone i'm trying to put a different spin on it and maybe it's because i want to it's not that the facts are with me i want to and that is um it's too dangerous to do anything else that you have to believe and, and i'm not saying there was a conspiracy in any way but even if there was, maybe their intentions were not all evil. They wanted the American public to rally around together. They wanted uh, a uh, society that could continue to move on. They did not want a lot of chaos in the streets, and that, that's why they did it. So even though there may have been a collusion, their intentions were probably good. That's the spin that I've always put on it. Uh, they may have wanted a particular conclusion, and did everything to get to that conclusion, but it's not because of any ulterior motive. But you, but you, you, you I think you're, uh, boy, that's, I think, you, I think you're stretching it. You see where I'm coming from. I do see where you're coming from, but you're just as much of a stretch on that as somebody would be that's saying that LBJ did it. I mean, right. like Roger Stone said, the, 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 you know, the case against LBJ, and people say, well, that's a stretch. Well, to me, it's a stretch that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. Uh, we do know... And this wasn't in the papers. I skimmed over all the papers, but didn't read a lot of them very thoroughly. When I looked at some of them, I said, I know this, I know this, I know this, I've heard of this. But um, LBJ, after the assassination, from other anecdotal information, was very fearful that they were coming after him as well. Uh, He was very scared of that. And it makes me think that uh, he was not involved in any way directly. He was very fearful they were coming after him. He wanted to get on Air Force One very quickly, get back on that plane, and get back to Washington as soon as you can. And when LBJ was afraid they were coming after him, who did he think they were? Well, he, he didn't know. Uh, he believed that, uh, you know, uh, Kennedy had been killed and everything was up in the air. But he was very fearful that uh, it was uh, a, a real conspiracy, but it was also aimed at him. Hmm. And he didn't want to, you know, be a target, and I can understand that. But it, it, the reason I mention that is, if he believed that, then I don't think he was involved in any way. And But the big word is, if he believed that. That's right. You know, so so you feel like perhaps with the next round, I think it's, how, how many more pages are left to be released? It's not a lot, but it's about two or three hundred more pages, I think. And I'm not sure when they're going to be released, that's one thing. Uh, I hope that President Trump releases them very, very quickly. But uh, it's quite a few more pages, and those could be the interim. But I don't think we're going to learn anything new about that either. 
you know, I, I just, I'm a little bit cynical about it. I think it's done, it's wrapped up, and it's done. And maybe a person can say that's the way they wanted it. <laughs> Wrap it up, put it away. Yeah, I just look at the, I, did, did they really change the parade route that day? Did he really make a last-minute decision to not have the top on? Um, you know, are those really true stories? Um, I think they are. Hmm. I think they are so, true stories. So, you know, you get, you know, it's just, it just seems, I don't know. You just, it's hard to believe. And maybe it's because as Americans, we don't want to believe. That's it. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. That, I don't want to believe it. I have such trust in the country, and maybe it's misguided and misdirected. I have such trust in the country. I don't want to believe that anything like this really happened and that the government was a party to it. I just don't want to believe it whatsoever. Although there was a gentleman at my university, I forgot his name, he just died recently. And he was a conspiracy theory from the start and became very well known for his conspiratorial theories and wrote quite a bit about it. And he, I was not part of that whatsoever. Yeah, and then you get the fact that they some people have been able to say they've been able to recreate the shooting by Oswald, and others say the the other ex, uh, marksmen said they couldn't recreate it, and so it was impossible for him to act alone. Then there's still all the eyewitnesses, and maybe they'll never change our minds because the evidence is gone. They the evidence is gone. Lee Harvey Oswald was conveniently killed. And that doesn't even that seem strange that he was assassinated. That that doesn't seem random. But suppose you know. So the whole thing is just and and maybe it is. It is. It is as as, as bizarre as as you make it out. There's no question about that. But basically, I've always believed that that history though is so messy that maybe that's that's the explanation. History is messy, and we try to straighten it out with some kind of a theory, but the theory just does not fit the messiness of life. Professor Alan Sachs, thank you so much, sir.